faith, family, freedom. It all still matters here. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. A few weeks ago, the movie Sound of Freedom came out, and it's been a tremendous success at the box office, but it's also generated a huge amount of conversation over one of the biggest evils that we have around the world and in our society that's frankly hiding in plain sight, and that is human trafficking. The United States is the top destination for human trafficking, so don't think it's not in your neighborhood. I'm Mike Ferguson. I'm now joined by Emma Waters from the Heritage Foundation. And uh, Emma, you had an an op-ed in the Daily Signal that really caught my attention. U.S. is top destination for child sex trafficking, and it's happening in your community. And man, Emma, that makes it real personal for a lot of people because you know what? We live in a nice town. This is a nice neighborhood. That could never happen around us. I wish that was the case, but unfortunately, this couldn't be further from the truth. So in this article, I highlight four of the areas that child sex trafficking particularly takes place in. Um, And so those four areas are one, um, the open southern border, which we know that every town in America is effectively a border town these days. Um, Second is a predatory use of social media by traffickers or pence. Third is the use of pornography. And then fourth um, are broken families. And unfortunately, with social media use and pornography being primary on, primarily online, that's something that impacts everyone with a laptop or a smartphone. Um, with the border, we know that people, um, including drugs and other such things that are coming across the border, are making its way into all of the 50 states. And with broken families, unfortunately, every city in the United States is being wreaked with havoc simply because mothers and fathers aren't there in the lives of children like they need to be. Let's start with the southern border aspect of this. Obviously, a highly charged political debate. You've got very different philosophies. But in your article right here, you quoted a whistleblower who actually testified in Congress calling the United States, and I'm just going to use quotes here, United States federal government has become the middleman in a multi-billion dollar human trafficking operation targeting unaccompanied minors at the southern border. That's a big claim, Emma. What did that whistleblower mean by that? So, and this is like you're saying, where it really gets into the weeds of what the impact of the policies are. So you can have a sympathetic view of immigrants wanting to make room for people who are coming to the United States to pursue a better life. Um, But in doing so, you can't deny the point that the way that the southern border is currently being run is not actually benefiting the United States. And it's certainly not benefiting those who are coming to the United States because it's primarily being run by traffickers or drug cartels. So this particular comment um, is referencing the fact that with the open border and the fact that our border protection is just so overrun right now, traffickers and drug cartels are daily bringing unaccompanied minors and adults into the United States with the explicit goal of using them in either sex sexual exploitation or enforced labor. Um, So in May of this year, U.S. Customs and Border Control encountered an average of 435 unaccompanied minors every day. Um, And those numbers have been higher in um, months just prior to that. So we're talking about thousands of unaccompanied minors coming to the United States 
who in many instances are being released to non-related adults. Um, and so there's another woman who went and worked at the border who testified to this later on, where she saw children who spoke one dialect of Mayan being released to an adult who spoke another dialect of Spanish, and it was clear the two couldn't communicate and that the two didn't know each other. And then on top of that, many of these adults who were collecting kids at the border um, have multiple kids in their care already from a similar um, scenario. Um, and, and so I think one study predicted that about 60% of the unaccompanied minors that are coming across the border are being trafficked um, in sexual exploitation and sometimes in forced labor. So regardless of what your stance is on the southern border, the fact of the matter is the way it's currently functioning is directly targeting and exploiting children for some of the worst crimes known to man. And because the United States is not adequately enforcing its laws on the border, it's actively enabling traffickers to continue in this nefarious business. Emma, just as a real quick note, you've mentioned forced labor because I think when people think of trafficking, they almost think exclusively of sex trafficking, but it's not the only thing that people are trafficked for. When you say forced labor, explain how that might look. Yes. Now, you're correct that the majority of cases, about two-thirds, do have to do with sex trafficking and typically include girls, especially in the United States. Um, but when it comes to forced labor, the way that this looks um, can take a few different forms. So, one, if you think about your southern agrarian states that are looking for hired help, um, there are many instances of traffickers providing um, men to work on farms, especially during harvesting season. Um, and so even if the farmers themselves aren't aware of this, there are many times that the men who are working are being trafficked. So the wages that they're getting paid by a farmer in the United States, they're having to hand over all or a significant portion of it to the trafficker. Um, there's other instances of men being trafficked, um, in, working in like restaurant industries as you know, dishwashers or like behind the scenes roles where, again, the people who have hired them might not be aware that this is taking place, but the traffickers who are controlling them are then taking all or most of their paycheck. Um, and this goes for a lot of the manual labor industries in the United States. And it makes it particularly difficult to track because, again, on paper, um, it, it may look like it's legitimate. Um, and, and this is really where it gets at the problem of illegal immigration is in also some of these instances, the people who are hiring them in the United States are hiring them knowing that they are illegal aliens. So they're already going under the table. But this under the table transaction actually puts that alien, um, that immigrant, at further risk because there's no accountability um, for their well-being. So if they're getting paid under the table, then traffickers can easily take the money or further exploit them under the table. And it's really then just overlooked by the public at large. Okay, let's move from under the table to online. And we just have a few minutes left here, Emma. Now, we know there's a bunch of garbage on social media. There's also some great things on social media. Social media is a tool. How is it being used for uh, trafficking, particularly child trafficking, when you're supposed to be of a certain age to even be on it. How does that tool get wielded in this way? So with social media like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, and the like, um, while they technically have an age requirement of 13, most sites don't actually have a form of age verification that holds people accountable. And because it's the internet, you can present um, 
any way that you want. So there are many instances of traffickers or even pedophiles who will go on these social media sites, pose as a younger man, pose even as a woman to groom and build relationships um, with minors for the explicit purpose of later exploiting them either just online through um, inappropriate webcam sessions to tricking them into sending sexually explicit content of themselves or even in some instances using social media as a way to um, build a relationship to later meet them. So one phenomenon that's pretty common is what we call the Romeo effect, where a man will um, connect with usually a younger woman online, really as young as age 11 in the stories that I'm seeing, but particularly, I think like probably the highest percentage around age 14. Um, and at that age in a woman's life, he'll be um, a friend, he'll be someone who listens to her talk about her problems. Oftentimes, they'll start providing some sort of financial help, buying them dinner, buying them clothes, buying them new devices, all for the purpose of grooming them for later sexual exploitation. Um, and so there's one study that says for kids aged 7 to 11, um, 55% of victims are recruited using social media. So this is over half of children that are being recruited into sex trafficking. Social media is the primary form of content, contact, uh, contact between the two. And that's what makes it so particularly terrifying for parents. Um, as one woman said, my daughter was being trafficked from my very house and I had no idea. Because if, webs if social media platforms aren't holding um, traffickers and pedophiles um, accountable with the content that they're sharing, if they're not putting safety restrictions in place, and in many cases, if parents aren't adequately overseeing their child's social media use, it's actually very easy to, um, to get the sort of sexual content that can later be distributed and shared thousands upon thousands of times without ever having to make direct contact or like in-person contact with the child. And, and that's what makes the social media factor so particularly problematic um, and so useful for people who want to exploit children. All right. The article is called U.S. is a top destination for child sex trafficking and it's happening in your community. You can find it at the Daily Signal. Emma, we can find your work at the Heritage Foundation as well. Are you on social media as well? I am. I'm on Twitter at EML Waters. All right, Emma, thanks so much for kind of the wake up call. So now people can maybe focus a lot more on I've got to keep a closer eye on what's happening around my children altogether. Thanks, Emma. Absolutely. Thank you. And as always, thank you for making American Viewpoints part of your weekend. You can connect with me on Twitter. I'm at AVP Radio Show. I'm Mike Ferguson. We'll talk to you again next week.